This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Atlanta! Oh, man, we got some stuff to talk about. It's Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We start off every day and every hour by saying, hey, man! Uh, we will start the show. We were looking forward to talking with uh, Courtney Cronin. She, Mike, has been assigned to this Jalen Carter situation. Right. She covers the Bears. She's going to join us tomorrow at 220, so she may have some new information mm-hmm. about this. We were going to talk with her in 20 minutes, but she said, uh, I want to do it tomorrow because i got to go figure out what's going on with this Jalen Carter situation, which is where we start today, guys. And if you have not heard, it's huge news. I- I'm not going to downplay this. As if it's not a big deal, because there's so many levels to this. And the thing today is that Jalen Carter this morning at 1030 and literally, you know, I was talking to a buddy earlier today at you know 10 o'clock and he's like, yeah, Jalen's going to speak today. And we were talking about his prospects as, as far as what teams are interested. Everybody's interested. He's, he's an incredible football player. And then he doesn't speak. And then none of the dogs speak today. So the reason why is pretty simple, Mike, when an arrest warrant is issued, mm-hmm. For you, and uh, yes, these are two misdemeanor charges, but it does bring up the character question about Jalen Carter, and and we'll get into this because we kind of, you know, I think some people see this and they go, what's the big deal? Um, The night of the accident, according to the AJC reports, they're racing, and he was there. In the original report, he wasn't there. Yeah, single car accident. He heard this crash from his apartment. That's what he told police originally. Then there is a gentleman, which, Mike, this is a whole nother level that apparently is on the Georgia staff that was there at the scene who called Carter and said, hey, the police need to talk to you. You need to come back. And that's when the conversations of where were you, what were you doing? And then they looked at his car, Mike, and when the when the 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 mm. uh, uh, you know the lines the electrical lines came down it scratched was, the vehicle yeah they knew he was there so listen I don't know about you but when you look mm. at this from from you know the big picture standpoint right. is Jalen Carter still gonna have an NFL career I would like to believe he is but I also don't know how teams view this Mike when you talk about an accident that resulted in the death of teammates obviously you know um, Chandler Lacroix loses her life. And now you have a situation where you weren't honest about it and you ran from the scene and you lied to police and we could go on and on. I just don't know how teams are going to look at that and say how much he falls or slips in this draft. Do I think he's a top five pick, top three? Absolutely right. I do. But how much does this matter in, in as far as the NFL and teams at the scouting combine and teams looking at him to draft him? Well, I mean, it's pretty explosive stuff. And, again, we're not into the hyperbole business. I know you guys think we are, but, I mean, this is pretty much it stands on its own. It's, it's pretty a terrible visual. Now, I don't know how they can get an eyewitness who was at the apartment complex to look up and say she saw a, a person in an SUV standing outside. And if they, you know, I don't think they can prove that was uh, Jalen Carter. But if he's looking over a crash site and Devin Willick is, is in the process of dying or Miss LaCroix is in the process of needing medical attention and obviously the ambulance eventually gets there and you do nothing, let alone not call 911, 
I mean, that's that's some heavy stuff, you know, and that's, you know, I, I shudder, honestly, I shudder to think if that was the scenario. But the way the AJC, press, uh, you know, paints this picture, uh, there's a lot of questions that this young man has got to answer. Um, I, I think that, uh, you know, and it, I, it's funny, I was uh, talking to somebody in Marietta today. I was looking at cars and we're chatting about this, a big Georgia fan. And I, he said, you know, this means he'll probably fall in the draft. And I said, yeah. I mean, you know, not talking about the human cost, just strictly talking about football. And then I said, Carl, then if, ironically, he would be available for the Falcons to draft, you might say this thing is way too hot to handle. And this is something that I mentioned Danny Heatley. You know, Danny Heatley uh, was involved driving a car, and his teammate Daniel Snyder got killed. Eventually, he had to leave Atlanta. It was just, it was untenable. So it's going to be really strange to see where this goes, how the NFL reacts. But right now, every NFL team, the league itself, will be in Athens trying to gather more information on this. So the other side of this, and again, we're just reporting what the AJC has. This is not Dukes and Bell's investigative team. The AJC has done the, the job on this, and they've been looking into all of this. And, Mike, they're reporting that the gentleman, his name's Bryant Gant. He is uh, a part of the Georgia staff. And the night of the accident, when Clark County Police got the call, Bryant Gant also got a call to come. And in the original reports, he wasn't at the scene, Mike. Nobody knew that right. this gentleman was there. Now, I got to say this. For a lot of football programs, and Bo was talking about this with me earlier today, there are somebody on every staff at these big programs that is a liaison to law officials and police departments. He's when, the fixer. When guys get in trouble. It's that simple. Yeah, he's the fixer. And so he shows up, but it's not reported that he's there, and you're basically police officers are filling in the blanks for this gentleman so that Kirby and everybody else that needs to know can know what's going on. And so, Mike, here's the deal. Um I can't get into the weeds with this because, again, I don't even know what his exact job is. If you want to call him a fixer, I agree with you. I've seen these guys. That's what it is. It would be perceived by some as the fixer. Okay. You know, or, or the facilitator. But you know, here's yeah. the problem, Mike Bell. It's Dukes and Bell, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Georgia's just won two national championships. And now you could say, is there some kind of cover-up? Why was he there? Would this happen for anybody else outside of the Georgia football program? Right. Would it? No, and it's funny. We were talking about this with a, a friend of mine who's on the APD, Atlanta Police Department, and the perception that for years, you know, the players couldn't get away with stubbing their toe on the sidewalk in Athens for many years, going back to the Mark Richt era. And anything, you know, from a guy smoking some weed in his dorm room, an RA would dark him out and it would become a federal case, to now you flip it ahead and it's almost like you sound like Oklahoma in the 80s, you know, as if, wow, okay. And, and guys, I'm just going, if you hadn't taken the time to read the article, familiarize yourself. There's a couple of pieces out there now. They've got more specifics on the toxicology, the speeding, just actual speed that they estimate was uh, occurring when the wreck happened. So there's a lot of stuff going on. But, yeah, why is this now just coming out in March, you know, when this was the you know, second week in January? And the linkage to... Not one, by the way, but two Georgia football players maybe that were driving alongside or in proximity when it happened. So there's, there's a lot going on. But, guys, I don't have to tell you if you saw this at the University of Florida, you'd say, yeah, like they covered up Aaron Hernandez. You immediately think there's funny business. I mean, I, only the most ardent Georgia fan would say no and stick his head in the sand. It just doesn't smell right. No. Um, and, and, by the way, I am by no means saying that anything should happen when it comes to Kirby Smart or anybody on the staff. Guys, these choices were made by young men 
and women who unfortunately made the wrong choices, okay? But from the university standpoint, and you start talking about, you know, Mr. Gant and his, his job duties and what his description is and what he's there for, it, it adds another layer to this story that you kind of just scratch your head. And here's the deal. You're winning chips. You're recruiting like crazy. You've got great kids. I'm not going to paint the picture that Georgia doesn't have great kids. They have great kids. We know that. But, Mike, what's happened over the last, let's just say, four or five months, all right, not going back. We don't have to go back six years or whatever. But it just seems like, okay, even the Stetson Bennett thing, he gets arrested in Dallas. It's no big deal, but it adds to it. People go, well, what the hell's going on? Like, that was not a big deal, but then you start to see these things playing out. So for Georgia right now, Mike, it's not what you want. You're getting ready for spring ball. We're going to focus on the football. But at the end of the day, Kirby puts out a statement today because he had to. And as you said, to describe the situation, you know, the, again, this is from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution and their sources that the police chief for Athens-Clark County, Jerry Salters, relays the information that a police dispatcher says Brian Grant is on his way. You know, and again, people will say, I didn't realize that it was police department, ambulance, fire department, Brian Grant, you know, as far as emergency response. So that's where people are going to start to link what, what's going on, what's his role, what is the relationship with the Athens-Clark PD now, which was certainly different, as I mentioned, some five, six, seven years ago. I'll just say this. There's not too many people have a direct line to the chief of police. 404-741-0929. It's our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. And why do I feel like, I feel like, damn, right? You know yeah, what this, I mean? This, this is, I kind of feel yeah. like, damn, damn, do we, we got to deal with this? Mm. Do you feel that way? Yeah, I mean, we knew that the toxicology was going to come out on Chandler LaCroix. And look, you didn't want to cast any aspersions because it's a, it's a damn tragedy. And especially, you know, whether it's, you know, both, both individuals. Devin Willick had his whole life ahead of him as well. But you kind of, most people said she's probably overserved at some point, and the toxicology fared that out. And you're going to have folks who don't know the program. And I got to be honest, whether you know football or not, it just doesn't look good. And it's one of those things you hope it's not going to derail what Kirby has built, but there's going to be a lot of people, national media, not sure what the DA is going to be doing out there, but people are going to be getting underneath the fingernails of everything going on in Athens and the college football program in Georgia. We got a lot to get to. Find us on social media. He's Mike Bell, ATL. I'm at Put 'em Up. See Dukes, this radio show, Dukes and Bell 929. Follow the radio station at 929 The Game. Stay up on everything that's going on. Facebook, Instagram, we're across all social media platforms. We'll come back. Last night, it looked good for a minute. It's Dukes and Bell. Chatter or not, Jalen Carter, after the arrest warrant is issued, some people saying, all right, is his draft stock take a hit? Again, if it does, somebody's going to get a hell of a player. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if he doesn't end up being drafted where we project him to, guys, I think he could be the number one overall pick. Now, I've been saying this before this came out. But Jalen Carter, basically, Mike, has put out a statement as well. Um, and I'm going to read this here verbatim for you guys. Mm-hmm. This morning I received a telephone call from the Athens, Georgia, Police Department informing me that two misdemeanor warrants have been issued against me for reckless driving and racing. Numerous media reports also have circulated this morning containing inaccurate information concerning the uh, tragic events of January 15, 2023. It is my intention to return to Athens to answer the misdemeanor charges against me and to make certain that the uh, complete and accurate truth is presented. There is no question in my mind that when all the facts are known, that I will be fully exonerated and uh, of any any criminal wrongdoing. So Jalen Carter put that out. 
That's on his social media. Um, And literally, uh, that happened about an hour or so ago. So that's what he's saying. Um, My question now, once we now have these police reports and the things that we know against, uh, again, according to the AJC reporting, he had a chance to tell the truth. He had a chance to lay all the facts out. And we just don't know if he did or did not completely. But either way, this is where he finds himself. I don't want anything more than for him to be exonerated. I would love for this to be one of those stories where, hey, this is what happened. This is what Jalen said. There was some misreporting or, or the police got it wrong. I'd love to tell you that. There's a lot of moving parts here, Mike. And there's a lot of people who have now started to, as you said to me, wait until other people start to say, what's going on down there? And they right. want to come and start digging under the fingernails. I hope this is true, Jalen. I do. But yeah. only time's going to tell, Mike, as to how it affects getting back to the draft, right. how it affects his draft status. No, I mean, that's why I mentioned today on Twitter when I first saw the story, and i got to be honest, I mean, I mean, I didn't go to Georgia. A lot of my friends did, and we love and we revel in their success here and what they've been able to accomplish. But i got to be honest, like a gut punch. You know what I mean? When you read that, because this is a guy that we're talking about scenarios where the Falcons could move up and get him, and there's any which way he would slide. And then you begin to wonder, well, I mean, where, where does he go? I mean, Warren Sapp, for guys who don't remember, I mean, there's a couple of, like, uh, you know, anecdotal stuff from the, uh, the draft over the years. Dan Marino, there was cocaine use rumors. That's why he slid all the way famously to so far down to the Dolphins. Warren Sapp had uh, rumors that were circulated about failed marijuana and cocaine tests, and that's why he fell. He was supposed to be a top-five pick, for those who don't remember. And that year, Rich McKay said, the hell with that noise. He drafted him at 12, and it goes on to be a Hall of Famer. But it does affect you because people, obviously, this is something they want to know what kind of individual you are, if they're going to give you those, those kinds of contracts. Yeah. Um, and this whole character thing, you know, it's interesting because um, young men make mistakes. That's a given. We all did at some point. Some, hopefully it wasn't as tragic as, as right. this where you're racing your friend and somebody gets killed. But we all, we all do dumb things, right? And I like to say dumbass. That's what I say. We all do mm-hmm. it. But, Mike, um, if I'm an NFL team, and I'm about to pay you $30 million. Mike Bell, I got to know you're not out here racing. Mike Bell, I got to know that right. that ticket you got last fall when you were going 90 and a 45 and had to pay a $1,000 fine, that's not going to happen when I give you this $30 million, is it? I have to know that you are responsible. And, guys, part of that is the makeup. When we talk about character, it's your choices. It's not about, well, it ain't been proven, but when it happens – and it's justified. It's right in front of you. You have to say, okay, these are the questions we had about this individual, and now it's played out right in front of us. NFL teams do not want to pay you if they don't have to. Do right. not think for a second no. that these teams are like, yeah, we'll just hand out this money. If I don't have to pick you in the first round, Mike, and I can still get you, right. I'll take you in the third round because I don't have to pay you as much. Well, that's why, guys, always, you know, we talk about, like, the October surprise in an election. There's always that draft eve of draft or draft week surprise, like the Lael Collins video. Remember with him with the, uh, had the, the gas mask on <laughs> and looking like a Cheech and Chong video? And uh, there's always something that gets popped. And sometimes it's a team that wants him to fall that gets this information. There's a lot of, like, there's a lot of dirty pool in this process. You guys know that. But, you know, getting back to the, the, the big picture here, though, I mean, this is the kind of stuff which draws attention to the program that you don't want. And I'm not, I mean, I'm not trying to trivialize the fatalities here. I mean, that, I think that goes without saying when Carl and I talk about this. But this is the stuff that gets the New York Times on your ass. I was telling Carl, I go, who are those guys that write the uh, Barry Bonds piece with the San Francisco Chronicle that now work for ESPN? Those guys. You get, all the, you get the real, true investigative journalists that do this stuff and that, you know, get into go to work. You think about, like, Jeremy Schapp years ago when things were going sideways for Herrick. 
You know, and Jeremy, Jeremy, you ambushed me. No, it was like <laughs> you and your, your, Eric's idiot son was dumb enough to wire money directly to a player. But that's baby spit compared to when people lose their lives. 404-741-0929. We're on Twitch. We're on YouTube. You guys can check us out. Check out the show. We invite you to check us out. Uh, Friday, by the way, just a reminder, we'll be telling you more about this tomorrow as well. Ace Hardware, Old National Highway, South Fulton. We're going to the South Side, yeah. hanging out, and uh, we'll be down there doing the show from 2 until 7. All right, plenty to talk about when it comes to Jalen Carter, and we will, but he just literally an hour, maybe less than that, put out that mm-hmm. statement. It's the first time we've heard from him. And that's it's, from his people. He's repped by Drew Rosenhaus, correct. I believe. Yeah. yeah, and Drew said in a statement, you know, I haven't heard from the authorities. That was earlier this morning. So it's good to hear Jalen Carter at least – Put something out there. All right, Mike, let's talk about last night. Um, The Hawks, it looked good. Um, People are saying, did things change last night? I thought the only thing that changed for me is they played a little bit freer. Meaning, guys, the flow, right? They were just – Trey was in the flow. He was doing things. But we end up losing the game by three points, 119-116. And Bradley Bill continues to be a dude. He has been for a long time. Wizards haven't been great. Even in the years that they had, you know, their, their tandem and they go to the playoffs, they could never get over the hump. But Bradley Beal took this game over late, Mike. And you and I were talking about this uh, last night, and I was like, maybe you just, you know, forget what the switch is, just lock DeAndre Hunter on him. I mean, say what you want about DeAndre Hunter, but, you know, again, he always seems to get in some, some dopey foul trouble. But yep. they kept switching from, like, DeJounte to Trey, and it was, like, a lot of mismatches. And Beal, no matter who was going against him, he was getting what he wanted in the paint from the perimeter. That was frustrating. But they did blow an eight-point lead. And watching this game last night, i got to be honest, I was like, he kind of de- degenerated into some iso ball at times in the fourth quarter. And John Collins' biggest moment was a beautiful transition alley-oop from Trey. And then we get down to nut-crunching time, as Carl likes to say. And then John launches a three. Has no- That's why I don't want John Collins taking perimeter jump shots late in the game. They burn like two seconds off the shot clock as they're trying to hold on to a three-point lead. Woof! John clangs one. You know, the Wizards come right back down. There's a lot of stuff to be upset about. Uh, Capella missing a key free throw. But, you know, he's a 50-50 at best. But I did think in the initial part, you're right. It looked like there was a great flow, and Trey was feeling it. He took more three-pointers. He only made two of six, but it just seemed like there was a looseness to it. I just don't know and what you expected Coach to do, not fully knowing his guys, on things like when Bill goes off, who defends him? Yeah. Is that, I mean, you think that's a byproduct of the, the newness of the relationship? It, it may be, um, but, you know, Prunty's been here. That's when right. you turn to Joe and, like, hey, right. what, what were you doing in these situations? And then what do you, what do you suggest? Uh, Trey, 31.7 assists. Uh, we are 500 at 31 and 31. Again, we'll play the Blazers on Friday uh, here at home. Let's hear Trey Young talking about could have done a better job of closing this game out because it looked like it was going to be a dub. I mean, they did a good job of scoring, and then uh, I had a couple shots that, I mean, got blocked and um, just didn't get good shots up. And um, I just – think we could have done a better job of closing out the game. We had a lead, but um, it's tough because we feel like we had a chance to win, and uh, I don't think I did a good job of really closing out the game tonight. Okay, uh, and that's fair. I-, I love it that he's saying I didn't do a good job. Here's the deal. He did get a couple of shots blocked, but his aggressiveness was there. That's just part of it. I mean, in the league, it's the league, man. You get in there, some guys, you get your shot blocked sometimes. Sometimes you get it up, and, and Mike, it goes in. I like the fact that he was attacking, though, at the end of this game, and some of those shots ended up getting deflected. Either way, that was Trey saying he felt like they could have done a better job of closing the game. What about coach and just coming in and saying, this is what we're going to do, here's how we're going to run it. Trey was saying coach didn't want to come in and do that. Quinn Snyder did not want to just come in here and take it all over. He didn't want to just come in and just take it all the way over. He wanted us to 
to kind of get a feel for how we are and, I mean, obviously implement his style within us. So it's going to take time, and we're all asking each other questions throughout the game to get better feel for each other too. So uh, it's more about asking questions and learning more about each other throughout the game is what we're talking about. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then there's the CBSSports.com article that came out that uh, talked about uh, I'm just asking, yeah. have we been doing that all year? Yeah, I mean, that's, it's, you know, it's, I'm not expecting much there, and I didn't get much there. Okay. But I'm, I'm just yeah. asking. Yeah, I mean, we had the article talking about, uh, again, I, I don't want to trigger anyone because I posted it earlier, but it's out there from a respected NBA writer talking about the disconnect with Trey and the rest of the team. Don't gaslight anybody. And that Quinn Snyder is brought in here to fix this relationship, or someone's going to leave, and it ain't going to be the guy who just got the $40 million contract to be head coach. Um, and I do understand that, that mm-hmm. Snyder does not want to come in here and say my way or the highway. That's right. again, that's not his how he he's, no, he's going to feel this thing out. I mean, look, if we can do something like get like I know maybe it sounds like a a, a pipe dream to get to the sixth seed, but you know, it's still a chance to get a run and evaluate these guys in pressure situations for at least nothing else to see what you're going to do in the offseason. All right, one more Trey Young talking about you know it, it sucked that it was basically uh, it's going to take time, but that you want to get that first win for mm-hmm. the new head coach. You do. And you saw Trey a couple of times last night if you were watching or you were at the game. He's talking to Quinn Snyder. You know, um, they're discussing things, and Trey's covering his mouth like a baseball player with his glove mm-hmm. because he doesn't want you to see what he's asking coach or what they're trying to discuss. Here's what he said about, uh, you know, it's going to take a minute. I mean, it sucks because it's going to take time, and it's, it's a process like a lot of people say. So, I mean, we're going we're gonna to get it right. And I mean, he's a smart guy, and I can, you can already tell some of the plays that we run. And, we just got to continue to get better, and we'll learn more and more from each other each and every game. Yeah, I, I get nothing, nothing to say about nope. that. That's on point, man. No, not at all. That's all where right. they're going. So last night, 119-116, next up, Trailblazers. Mm. Hey, we got more to dive into. Mike did something really dumb today. Oh, yeah. Can't wait to hear this. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, what else is going on at the Combine. This story has been the biggest story today, but believe it or not, there are other things that are happening including Derek Carr finishing up his visit today in Indianapolis. Mike, he is totally taking his time about making this decision as to where he wants to go. And at the end of the day, is it going to be a great big nothing, or are we going to see some big move here? It's Dukes and Bell. It's been a busy day in the world of sports. Glad to have you listening to Atlanta's number one sports station. It's number one sports show, Dukes and Bell. Um, it all started this morning as reports started surfacing about uh, Jalen Carter and an arrest warrant. He was up at the combine. He's on his way back to Athens. Uh, and as we read the statement earlier this hour about what he had to say in regards to coming back and basically at the end of the statement, it says, uh, you know, there's no question in my mind that when all of the facts are known, that I will fully be exonerated of any criminal wrongdoing. Again, these are two misdemeanors, uh, two misdemeanor warrants that have been issued. So he's going to turn himself in, Mike, and, and, you know, get that process started. Um, It doesn't, though, dismiss all the other stuff that is around this story, and especially now that we know Jalen Carter was was racing that night, right, that they were uh, that tragic night apparently where um, reports are they were going over 100 miles per hour. Uh, racing, and he was the car. He was he had a, a car behind them, and I'm talking about uh, Chandler Lacroix and the you know the 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 car that was in front of them. So that that information from all reporting that is done out there, 
is out there. And, you know, again, it doesn't dismiss any of that. I hope Jalen Carter, uh, when it's all said and done, mm-hmm. is exonerated. I, I really, to be honest with you guys, I, I think he's the best player in the draft, and it doesn't dismiss anything that I'm saying about his this situation. Right. But it sucks that we're having to talk about this when we should be focused on him having spoken today and him, Mike, killing the combine, and then everybody going, okay, where's this guy going to go, top three? I still think he's a top ten pick, but I don't know if this affects where he is ultimately going to get drafted. And in the article from the AJC, there's a couple of articles you can read, but they talk about uh, cameras, whether it's from uh, you know from businesses or street cams in Athens that show three cars. Another one linking uh, Dumas Johnson, uh, his, his ride, yep. and that he might have been part of this little, you know, uh, I, whatever this turned into. And it's just, it's a shame because I'm with you. Look, I was on the, you heard me, I lost my, I went off the deep end last December when I read that Todd Mache article, which didn't really give anything anecdotal or specific about why he's got a character issue. And I didn't like the way that Todd Mache wrote that article because it's just kind of throwing this, you're casting aspersions and you're not giving me anything to prove it. And that kills a guy that can contribute to hurt a guy's, you know, draft stock. And some people say, well, look, Mache, Mache does have some contacts and there might have been some stuff out there. He did get a ticket for driving like way too fast earlier this year. And then when you combine that with so – again, there's a pattern. This may or may not happen, or they'll make a deal. Like, they'll plea this thing out, and they'll do that. But when there's the civil suit from the people that got killed in the car accident, they're going to prove that this guy has a history of driving fast, and he's going to have to pay through the nose on that. Yeah, I know. That Wherever people, he goes in the NFL. Yeah, I, I Mike, we can assume that's probably right. going to happen. It may be two years from now, right? I mean, honestly, who knows what the timetable is? Um, a lot of guys have hit me up today and said, listen, the the – McShay report um, had no bearing on this, and, and to your point, it's a pattern. Right. That that's no, no. Again, I'm just guys. I'm, if you're not connecting the dots, they said he was a bad character guy without proving it, and I defended him. And then you find out he may have left the scene of a terrible accident where a two teammates, a teammate might have been dying at the time. So that's the, so. What I'm saying is, Tom McShay might have been right. I don't know where he got it from. It didn't make any sense at the time. Well, we I don't hope, know, and, but we and, don't know what else but, he he knew, right? But we hope we're wrong. As Carl said, I want to see this young man have a tremendous career. But right now, there's going to be some some issues that are going to be cropping up, and it's not going to go away anytime. And soon. by the way, McShay, from a sources standpoint, he was never going to come out and say, "Oh, by the way, let me tell talk you who to, told me this." Right, talk to so and so. Okay, but it doesn't mean that he didn't know that somebody said, "Hey, let me tell you something about Carter." Hypothetically. Kid's been caught numerous times racing his car. I mean, he's always – you don't know. And then, and then you go, well, let me tell you a few other things that are going on. Guys, this is how guys get information. I know it's hard for some of you to believe who've never had contacts, right. but this is what happens. So I'm not going to dismiss, like, Todd McShay was completely wrong. And to me, this is just more of, wow, maybe he was on to something. And at the end of the day, we'll see how this shakes out. But everybody was, was quick to kill him and say, oh, well, why would you say that? He said that, and then he left it alone. And now this pops up. Hmm. 404-741-0929. It is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. Getting some great texts, some great tweets as well, as people are responding to all things Jalen Carter today. And uh, one of our listeners said, Mike, he thought last night, when we were talking about Trey Young and, and the Hawks, that early in the game is really good ball movement and player movement. And then late in the game, we kind of went away from that. And maybe that hurt us. You were talking about the three. and right. there, was, there was probably about three plays in that game last night that you go, hurt us. There was a loose ball, hustle, 50-50 ball kind of went their way. Um, you know, there, there was a, an open shot that they hit. We don't hit. 
those are the games. That, that's how this thing plays. But, but one of our listeners was saying that that is part of what happened last night. And maybe that's why it felt familiar, right? Whatever was working in quarters one and two, yeah. we went away from in quarter four. And that is maybe why we ended up losing. We shouldn't have lost that. I didn't feel like we should have lost that game last night. No, you had an eight-point lead late. It just you, got, you, did, you said it. You degenerated down to iso ball. And look, Bradley Beal just got on an incredible Bradley Beal-type run. But there was still a lot of uncontested. There were shots that should be more contested. I think that we lost the paint advantage for a minute there, too. So a lot of things which we've seen over the course of the season. But I, like, I'm not going to sit there. If somebody's going to sit there and go, oh, you guys, you're praising Quinn Snyder. It's one freaking game, and he's getting to know. He's literally got to get name tags to meet everybody and know what the hell they do on this team. Yeah, I agree, man. All right, guys, uh, we got plenty to talk about. By the way, I'm just curious. I keep seeing all this Creed stuff. Creed comes out this week. Is Creed out this week? You going? I know you're a big movie guy. Creed 3, it's getting – I haven't seen the reviews, but I've seen the previews, and I'm seeing all this stuff with Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors. I think they filmed a lot of it here, right. uh, for those who don't know. The but premiere it, was here, too. Yes, it was. Last week, I think it was. But I, I – I, of course, I want to go see it now. I watched Creed 1 and 2 about two months ago just to kind of get caught up because I knew this was coming out. But I – Completely off the, the topic, but I just saw that again, and a uh, uh, preview popped up, and I'm kind of excited. Mike, it's been a minute since I've been no. excited about a movie. And I didn't know what the Creed franchise was going to be, but it's been quality. It's been really good. It's good. I mean, it's good stuff. It's good filmmaking. And this one is a tremendous story, which, again, I, once I saw the trailer on this, I'm like, oh, that's a hell of a narrative, man. You know, his old boy, his Did buddy. Did you see Mike, uh, yeah. Jonathan Majors? He plays the— these dudes, these dudes look like—I mean, they're beyond ripped. Well, his training regimen. Yeah. He was talking about, like, seven meals a day and all this. It's nuts. And then you see him in the preview. You're like, oh, man. Anyways, I wanted to mention that. That comes out. So, Chris, you got to let me know because I definitely want to go check that out. All right, guys, we got a, a lot more to talk about today. Uh, as we mentioned, we got a few guests that are going to stop by. Connor Riley in the 4 o'clock hour. He normally joins us to talk about uh, what's going on with the dogs from Dog Nation. We were scheduled to have Courtney Cronin on. She covers the Bears. As we're going to be going to these different cities that have picks in front of us mm-hmm. to talk to them. And what the Bears may ultimately do, whether they trade Justin Fields or they keep the pick, Mike, it could affect, okay, what we end up doing at eight, whether we stay there or not. So uh, we're going to grab Courtney tomorrow and talk to her. She does a terrific job for ESPN and, and covering the Bears. But ironically, once this Jalen Carter story broke, she uh, yeah, she had to go and check that out. Because, again, if you're the Bears and you keep that pick, Mike, they might be thinking about Jalen Carter at one. Yeah, I mean, this was certainly a scenario where – you know, there was every like, and by the way, not everything you're hearing is going to happen. There's so much misdirection. We'll talk more about it in the blitz. But the idea that they're shopping fields and they can shop fields and they could recoup what they're going to, whatever they want to do. If they want to move down, they could get and they could basically stock up because you can get like, a ton of picks and you can still maybe move down and get your quarterback. Now, if you want Bryce Young, you got to select Bryce Young with the first, and you still go get your stud defensive players based on the equity you're going to get in a trade for Justin Fields potentially. So. Or they can move all the way back and, and do it a, a myriad of ways. But th- this is a lot of the misdirection, which starts now, and it's in full swing at the Combine. All right. Uh, so we'll join. She will join us tomorrow. We'll talk to Connor Riley at 4 o'clock today. And uh, we've got more Falcon conversation to get to as well as they are there. Uh, I saw that a couple of these edge rushers interviewed with the Falcons yesterday. Right. No news coming out. It, it, it's no, nobody's going to come out and go, "Oh, this guy crushed it. He's our guy." Archer's not talking. You, you're not going to hear that. But but the players are saying had a good interview or enjoyed my session with the Falcons. And I think Mike, you know, we were talking with um yesterday. We were oh, talking. That's a convenient narrative. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. <laughs> we were talking with uh, our man uh, Chuck Smith, <laughs> and he was running down all the guys that we should be taking a look at. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I think the kid Tyree. 
is one of those guys. Kevin Pitt? Th- yeah. He right. interviewed with the Falcons and was, you know, he said, listen, I respect the organization. I'm waiting for one of these guys to come out and say, like, hey, I was blown away. And you just, it's hard. You're not going to hear any of that to give you any details on where the Falcons may be going. Because, Mike, I think they're probably asking all these guys, all these kids the same questions, right? Yeah. Trying to go down this list, run through it, get through it, see how they respond, and then say, hey, we'll see you at your pro day. I know that uh, we've heard about how much can you actually get accomplished in 15 minutes. I heard Randy Mack talking about it earlier today and saying, like, yeah, I mean, sometimes you, you run a little late and you get in there and you're, you're talking to the, uh, the Titans. What, what, what happened with the Texans? I'm sorry, I ran late. Oh, so you want to be a Texan? Well, no, no, I just they, – they, they ran long. <laughs> so, so it's almost like they're trying to trip you up in addition to getting underneath your fingernails, use that phrase again, for anything you may have done from the time you were, uh, you know, you're on the record somewhere. Tyree Wilson, the kid out of Texas Tech. Right. That's the kid I'm thinking about. Okay. Miles Murphy is another guy uh, Chuck talked to us about, the kid from Iowa, Van Ness. So, That's the one that uh, Daniel Jeremiah from uh, NFL Network really likes. And uh, this is where, if you're not familiar with some of these guys, because let's be honest, watching Iowa football is like watching uh, you know paint dry. But maybe these guys show out at the combine, and all of a sudden, like Epinesa, who came out and went to Buffalo. That's a nice fit for them. Yeah, it was. You know, these are guys, I just don't know if there is, based on what Chuck said, that superstar that Micah Parsons became. If he's there, they're not really seeing it just yet with that draft class. Headlines brought to you by our friends at ATL Live Well. Low testosterone doesn't have to keep you down. Call ATL Live Well today. Don't just live, live well. Coming up, why are they taking their time on his fifth-year option? Huh? It's Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.